Love Talk Radio. One more again for We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year, the Queen Quet Head on the body of this year, Nation, and so glad you honor to tune in to We Station. Coming to honor right here from St. Tel Island down in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We were the day in this Atlantic Ocean from Jacksonville, North Kakalaki to Jacksonville, Florida. And this year program, we keep upliftment to the living legacy and pay ancestral homage. So since this year, the Black Music Month and the International Decade of People of African Descent. We will dedicate this year program to two men who are done Mickey Crossing, Brother B.B. King and Mel Wheelers. We will dedicate this year program this evening to them since they just make the crossing just now and going on to soul heaven. And we will dedicate this year to all of we ancestors in the Gullah Geechee Nation where we give we, we national music, the spiritual. So let me take this year time to remember them as we also remember all of we family them were before in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on this year day in 1921 upon Black Wall Street when the bomb fall and the music 
glad it is seen in that Hunter Tillman join we one more again as we continue to commemorate and celebrate Black Music One and Thing Like that. And we're so glad that children are yet we all around the world. So Hunter can know what be the going on down here and rather was the thing what be done going on for now when we people begin to the world. And music for sure. So we want Jenny back a little bit into Alke Bulan, but rather was Jenny forward into this year time so we can understand what is going on and why this year celebration so critical for a time like this year. So for make sure Hunter can understand everything, may I crack my teeth out the rest of the week, I will speak this way so that all my listeners around the world can truly under and understand the message today. And this is Queen Quet, Chiefess and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation, and I'm also the creator of a genre called Histo Musical Presentations. Within the context of that genre, I build on a legacy, a history, a journey that my people here in the Gullah Geechee Nation have taken from the creation of the spirituals from which evolved so many other forms of music, but how the spirituals and our polyrhythms reach back to Alkebulan, to our story in the motherland before our ancestors got placed on Sea Island soil. And so many of you who've been listening to this broadcast for some years now, and we thank you for everyone who listens, you share it, you download it, you have it in your iTunes, or you subscribe for free, you share it on social media, you go and you blog and you post. We greatly appreciate you sharing the story, keeping the drumbeat going, going on and on and thing like that, because there is a legacy of our story, there is an amplification of why the drum was so critical to our people that in the attempts to continue to enslave them, to make them believe that they were slaves, that the drum was a problem, that the drum was taken, it was banned. And if you listen to this program, you've heard me talk about this more than one time on this broadcast when I talk about the Stono Rebellion and I talk about the 1740 slave code. You are quite familiar with an aspect of that point of enslavement in which the drum was still an active part of us seeking our own self-emancipation, seeking to be free from the bondage, and how as a result of this, then drums were banned by law. Now, it's interesting that there were a number of different things included within the 1740 Slave Code, and many of you who tuned to the broadcast have heard me talk about it before. And you would say, well, that's interesting that you want to mention it now as the opening of Black Music Month. But not only is today significant because it is the start of Black Music Month 2015, it's also significant because on this date, June 1st in 1921, again, black people, people of African descent in America who had sought freedom, who had migrated out to Oklahoma, and some of our people who are Gullah Geechis were and are in Oklahoma, but they are called Seminoles there, black Seminoles there. Seminole Negro Scouts that are down in Texas are part of that band of people who are out there. So we had some of our people who were there on Black Wall Street, and some 20 years, almost 20 years ago, when I made a journey across country with my organization, the African Cultural Arts Network, we went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to specifically go to Black Wall Street. And they, at that time, were restoring it and trying to get businesses to return to this particular street, Greenwood. And we walked down that street in the middle of the day and went in and out of every business that was there. And we were blessed to have gone into the local newspaper office to find out if anyone could tell me, if if anyone was still alive, that recalled what happened that day that the bombs fell 
And sure enough, a brother came and walked with us down that street, not only telling us the story of what had happened there, but then letting us know that there's an exhibition that was inside one of the buildings and that we could come back later that evening and they would specifically open up that building that evening for us to see the images. Those images of bodies burning left indelible mark on my mind. Just how far would others go to enslave, disenfranchise people and to take away the sound that they always had in every movement of freedom, the sound of their drum, the sound of their music. So all of this yet connects today as we commemorate, we celebrate, we stand as living testimonies in this international decade of people of African descent. All the Gullah Geechee Nations, followers on Facebook, supporters online, the people who come here to the Gullah Geechee Nation, the ones who are followers on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee, and at Gullah Geechee on Instagram. We weren't on there yet. Instagram didn't even exist at that point. In 2011, you will remember we celebrated the International Year of People of African Descent, and it was in anticipation of this year that we would begin the International Decade of People of African Descent. Even the United Nations has gone as far as taking the work that I've done and leverage it to doing a short video about Gullah Geechee's, but doing it from a standpoint wherein they're looking at defeat as opposed to looking at victory. And that is the propaganda campaign that exists in the minds of some people who are now trying to go and undo the stories of human rights and the stories of freedom and the stories of fighting back. They, again, are in essence trying to couch a modern-day slave code to try to get schools and other places to tell a story of Gullah Geechee's constantly being enslaved, constantly being in bondage, constantly being defeated, instead of yet beating the drums of freedom. Now, I want to read this to you so that you'll see how far back this type of documenting went on to try to enslave people through the pen and the paper in North America, but how yet our songs of freedom still had to ring out to break down and to burn up those words. So in section 16, section, nope, Section 36 to 1740, Slave Codes. This is what it reads. And for that, as it is absolutely necessary to the safety of this province, and this is in particular in the South Carolina area where we are today, that all due care be taken to restrain the wanderings and meetings of Negroes and other slaves at all times, and more especially on Saturday nights, Sundays, and other holidays, and the using and carrying wooden swords and other mischievous and dangerous weapons, or using and keeping of drums, horns, or other loud instruments, which may call together to give sign or notice to one another of their wicked design and purposes, and that all masters, overseers, and others may be enjoined diligently and carefully to prevent the same, be it enacted that it shall be lawful for all masters, overseers, and other persons whomsoever to apprehend and take up any Negro or other slave that shall be found out of the plantation of his or their master or owner at any time, especially on Saturday nights, Sundays, or other holidays, not being on lawful business and with a letter from their master or a ticket or not having a white person with them, and the said Negro or other slave or slaves correct by corrected by a moderate whipping. You're being beaten because you have no business leaving the plantation to go join with your other people. And you go and join with your other people on Saturdays, on Sundays, on holidays, and have the nerve to have music there, drums and horns and other loud instruments. This is wickedness. It's wicked design. 
One would say, well, what kind of craziness is that? And now the world wants to hear African people, Gullah Geechee people, sing and play music, and they don't mind you gathering together because also there were other places like Congo Square where they felt like, well, the legalization of it at sanctioned times is okay because it seems that when they get together and make merry, they reproduce, and we would yet have another breed that we could enslave. So when we start to tell the story, of African people and music. We shouldn't take it lightly. We shouldn't take it frivolously. We shouldn't think that it is just about dancing, shaking, grinding, dropping it like it's hot, twerking, or any such thing. We need to think of it as a revolutionary act that it was to maintain the ability to come together, to signal one another to come together, to have the ability to connect and to give messages to one another that would yet unite us but also uplift our spirit. Hence why the argument is today that, well, when we celebrate Black Music Month, should we celebrate all music or should we only celebrate certain kinds of music that we think of a certain genre, or we think are those things that were from the old times and things that we think were celebratory and uplifting, or should we just say all of its creativity, all of it comes from a black artist, we should just celebrate it. No, we have to think critically about all things that we celebrate and that we commemorate. That's why even in a libation ceremony, you don't call out everybody's name that has passed on. You call out the sacred ancestors. Everyone that dies is not a sacred ancestor. Some people are just the dead. What is it that they left behind for others to grow through and grow from? And then there are those that died by no fault of their own, crossing the middle passage, yet fighting, yet with their drums signaling for the others to know it is time for us to stand. It is time for us to unite. Can you hear those polyrhythms hitting the hull of the boat that were calling the others up to the top to say, we broke some chains. We can throw these buckra over into the water. Can you get it? Do you realize now? Why having the ability to play the drum, to play your horns, to create the instruments, to go ahead and beat out a sound calls you to being a person that can bring together people. That means it's a gift given to you that you shouldn't look at frivolously and you shouldn't misuse and abuse. You should call people together to uplift them. You should call them together to help them be free to celebrate the positive in our community. I believe it is a positive thing that we have thrived and survived as people of African descent throughout the African diaspora, throughout all these ages of time, and that on any continent where we are, we somehow still have the drum. So here it is that when we go backward in time, just a little bit further. Let's go back before the International Year of People of African Descent, and let's go back to the beginnings of Black Music Month. Black Music Month actually started in 1979. Some of y'all will remember Gamble and Huff. Well, Kenny Gamble, Ed Wright, and Dwayne, Dan, Diana Williams developed the idea to set aside a month dedicated to celebrating the impact of black music. Now, many times, Diana Williams' name is never mentioned. You'll hear of Kenny Gamble, you'll hear of Huff, you'll hear of Kenny Gamble, Ed Wright, and the more that I go ahead and I delve more into this month every year, I find out more about the history and the journey of how this came together. And we'll later post on Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook an interview from Diana Williams. As they developed this idea, they wanted music business insiders to go ahead and push the commercialism, the sale of black music, and, of course, the concerts and the opportunities more for black artists in the industry. 
So although many people still don't know that it's Black Music Month each June, here it is this has been going on since 1979. Now, some people became a little bit more aware of it when in 1979, where Jimmy Carter first held a reception for it on June 7th, actually, to formally recognize it. Some people be a little bit more aware way later in 2000 when U.S. Representative Shaka Fatah sponsored a House resolution, which was House Resolution 509 in the U.S. Congress, to formally recognize the importance of black music on culture and the economy. And this was during the time that Bill Clinton now was in office. You see, and of course, again, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, people who love black music, here it is that under their presidencies, these things are happening to try to acknowledge it. And so under the current president and administration of the U.S., they now don't call it Black Music Month. They're calling it African American Music Appreciation Month. Uh, which is a time for musicians, composers, singers, songwriters who have made enormous contributions to the culture to be celebrated, especially throughout the summer, which fits with the fact that there are many, many festivals that take place of people of African descent, not only throughout the U.S., but around the world throughout the summer months. And here we just had our Gullah Festival. We are about to have the Sweetgrass Festival, which doesn't celebrate music, but celebrates Sweetgrass, but you still have musical artists there. We are heading into our celebration at Penn Center, which is the all-white affair, which was intentionally started to celebrate Black Music Month here. We then go into, of course, the July 4th celebrations and the family reunions, the same things that were trying to be banned by that 1740 slave code, yet we still thrive, we still survive, we still celebrate those days together, Saturday nights, Sunday morning, a lot of times at the church and at the praise house with the music, and, of course, on the holidays or the holy days. And then we go into the end of July, Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, where we encourage people to go out to a number of different places where no doubt they can hear live music throughout our parks and other places throughout the summertime and in restaurants and enjoy some of our cuisine and some of the, quote, entertainment and the edutainment if you hear groups such as the Gullah Connection and I there. And then on the first Saturday in August, we have the Gullah Geechee Reunion Day at the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival. So if you go to gullahgeechee.info, you can get more information about our Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, which is our national celebration of our music and our story and the movement to continue our people going forth, celebrating huida Danya. And so here it is that when we now enter this celebration of Black Music Month, or if you prefer African American Music Appreciation Month, as we enter into this celebration at such a critical time as this, the International Decade for People of African Descent, again, I remind you to never forget what it took for us to continue to hold on to the drum especially in North America. That drum, that drum beat is what kept the Stoner Rebellion going. It kept other uprisings going. And I'll never forget when we sat at Medgar Evers College and were in preparation for a major fundraiser there for their women's center. And I was having meetings with some of the sisters there. And we said, I want to be part of your revolution if your revolution ain't got no drums and no music. So here it is that our people have always gathered around the drum. So you cannot celebrate a year of people of African descent or an international decade for people of African descent and silence the music and silence the drum. There would be no us had we not had music I believe that many people on the earth still live that were part of enslaving our people because our people had music. So to ensure that my listeners are well aware 
of not only what we will be celebrating, commemorating each Monday here for this month of June with our annual celebration of Black Music Month, but also this decade that I have been looking forward to, as you all know, those who have been following and supporting in my journey to the United Nations and back, you know full well this is what I eat, breathe. I love being able to come forth with celebrations that are global for our people. But I know that much of what is done within the United Nations is not put out in the media in the U.S. That's why we have Gullah Geechee Written Radio. That is why we have Gullah Geechee TV, so that you get accurate information. You get firsthand accounts from people who are within the walls, within the circle, where we then connect and we yet stand and fight for freedom. So here is the proclamation of the International Decade for People of African Descent. And many of you who remember the World Conference Against Racism, which turned into being called the Durban Conference, and you've seen videos of me there with different meetings that we're doing preparations for, and you know of the meetings that took place in South Africa and so forth. This all continued to grow out of what the global community saw was necessary because of what all people of African descent have endured around the world. And so here is the proclamation. The General Assembly recalling its resolution 52111 of the 12th of December 1997, by which it decided to convene the World Conference Against Racism, Racial Discrimination, Xenophobia, and Related Intolerances, and its Resolution 56266 of the 27th of March 2002, 57195 of the 18th of December 2002, 58160 of the 22nd of December 2003, 59177 of the 20th of December 2004, and 6140 of the 16th of December 2005, which guided the comprehensive follow-up to the World Conference and the effective implementation of the Durban Declaration and Program of Action, reiterating that all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights and have the potential to contribute constructively to the development and well-being of their societies, and that any doctrine of racial superiority is scientifically false morally condemnable, socially unjust and dangerous, and must be rejected, together with theories that attempt to determine the existence of separate human races. Acknowledging the efforts and initiatives undertaken by states to prohibit discrimination and segregation and to engender the full enjoyment of economic, social, and cultural, as well as civil and political rights, emphasizing that despite efforts in this regard, millions of human beings continue to be victims of racism, racial discrimination, xenophobia, and related intolerance, including their contemporary manifestations, some of which take violent forms. Emphasizing also its Resolution 64169 of the 18th of December 2009, by which is proclaimed 2011 as the International Year for People of African Descent, recalling its Resolution 3057 of the 2nd of November 1973, 3814 of the 22nd of November 1983, and 4891 of the 20th of December 1993, by which it proclaimed that three decades to combat racism and racial discrimination and contents of that fact that their objectives are yet to be attained. Underlining its resolution, 67155 of 20 December 2012, by which it requested the President of the General Assembly in consultation with member states, relevant United Nations programs and organizations and civil society, including non-governmental organizations, to launch an informal consultative preparatory process for the proclamation of the International Decade for People of African Descent with the theme, People of African Descent, Recognition, Justice and Development, with a view to proclaiming the International Decade in 2013, recalling 
paragraph 61 of its resolution 66144 of the 19th of December 2011, by which it encouraged the working group of experts on people of African descent to develop a program of action, including a theme for adoption by the Human Rights Council, and in this regard, taking the note of the Council Resolution 2133 of the 28th of September 2012, in which the Council welcomed the draft programs of action for the decade of people of African descent and decided to transmit it to the General Assembly with a view to its adoption, taking note with appreciation of the work undertaken by the working group of experts on people of African descent in producing a draft program of action that is comprehensive and covers a wide range of areas that could serve as a broad framework for the program of action for the International Decade of People of African Descent and the report of the Secretary General on how to make the International Decade effective. Number one, proclaims the International Decade for People of African Descent, commencing on the 1st of January 2015 and ending on the 31st of December 2024 with the theme, People of African Descent, Recognition, Justice, and Development, to be officially launched immediately following the general debate of the 69th session of the General Assembly. Number two, request the President of the General Assembly through the facilitator to continue consultations with state members of the General Assembly and other stakeholders with a view to elaborating a program for the implementation of the international decade with a draft program developed by the Intergovernmental Working Group on the effective implementation of the Durban Declaration and Program of Action as its basis to be finalized and adopted during the 68th session of the Assembly and not later than the 30th of June, 2014. Number three, calls for the allocation of predictable funding from the regular budget and the extra budgetary resources of the United Nations for the effective implementation of the program of action and activities under the international decade. The 72nd plenary meeting, 23rd of December, 2013. So here it is that we are now, two years after this declaration, went forth from the General Assembly. We are now in the international decade of people of African descent. And as you heard, the theme is people of African descent recognition, justice, and development. Many people around the world recognize people of African descent for their music and through their music. They recognize that aspect, but it does not necessarily lead to the development of economic empowerment that helps to bring things to be more just within communities where we have a plethora of creative people who don't reach the ranks of our multimillionaire and now billionaire artists that perform around the world before hundreds of thousands of people a year in arenas and charge over $100 and $200 for a ticket to attend. And now there are these many other platforms, the streaming platforms, where people buy memberships, monthly memberships to listen to the music. We do not have the translation from the recognition of the gift and the talents of African people and music coming back through the economic empowerment of the people based on music. We can look to many, many individuals who have passed on in recent years, who have passed on decades ago, whose stories end with the family was fighting over the money, whose stories end with the IRS came in and then auctioned off the items of so-and-so because they owed back taxes. Auction, auction, auction. Does that word sound familiar? Do we go back to the word again, enslavement? And how many artists, including artists such as Prince, have even taken as far as to come out publicly with the word slave engraved on his face because an industry owned his name, Prince Rogers Nelson. So he went to the point of making himself a symbol for the years until he could get his name back. How many of our artists do not own the masters of their music? 
God Bless the Dead, Michael Jackson bought the masters of Little Rich's music and then gave them back to him, gave them to him, didn't sell them to him, gave them to him. And here it is that we don't often understand or understand the pressures that many of our artists that are in this industry that are bound by it, what they go through when we see the addictions and we see the fallout or we hear in the end, we thought this person was doing so well, but now their family's fighting over what they left or the government's coming in to take what's left. But they were auctioned for a price to entertain someone else, but maybe they weren't as free as you think because maybe these codes are not necessarily on paper anymore, but they're in the hearts and they're in the minds of people to say that you truly don't have a right to gather unless we say so. You shouldn't be playing that drum or that horn unless we say so. And then when we say so, we want you to sing what we want you to sing over that music. And then are you going to sing what's uplifting? Are you going to sing a song like what Jazzy Jeff put out here with Raheem Devine, My Soul Ain't For Sale? Or would you just sing for the money, like dancing for dimes being tossed at your feet? So when we look at this international decade of people of African descent, we listen to the words of its background and why it was announced, why we are to be a part of it. The program of action that the U.N. wants to do is one thing, but what is your program of action and what is your action to deprogram yourself from bondage? What is your program of action to retake your drum? to play the music that was uplifting to our people, to have those coded messages that are positive instead of those that are of defeat, that go out and sound to the community so that we again come back together, that we come together, and if we're going to party, let us party for a purpose. And so these are the things that we need to consider that people did not announce this decade, nor did people come together to announce this month, Black Music Month, dry on the soul. Ain't such a thing like that. There was a purpose behind each and every deliberation, each and every decision, and then the declaration. And it was empowerment. It's economic empowerment. It's intellectual empowerment. It's creative empowerment. It is community empowerment for people of African descent around the world. And so it is a critical time that we are in because we are at a point where there's a shift occurring. But where will you be in the midst of that shift? Will you be one that is so fearful to pick up your drum that you don't even sing or dance anymore unless you're told to do so? Or are you the one that's out there in the woods searching for the tree, the one to hew out, the one that you know is the right one that the skin is going to need to be stretched over, that we will all hear it? not only up and down the Gullah Geechee Nation's coast, but it will resound so loudly that we'll hear it throughout the diaspora, we'll hear it in the motherland, and we'll know we, the children of Mother Africa, will be coming back together around the drum, and that we will beat this drum for this decade, for each and every day, in honor of our ancestors, who beat the drums for freedom, for us to be in this place, in this time, together, and that they are yet calling out from the realm of the ancestors that we need to use all that we have to unite, not separate, to uplift, not bring down. So let us yet come together, stand together, and as all Gullah Geechee spirituals say, walk together to them. Don't you get weary. Great camp meet in the promised land. And because tonight I'm talking so much about the international decade of people of African descent and about African people coming together, I would be remiss if I did not remind my listeners 
that coming up on Saturday, June 6th, not only is that the day of the all-white affair at Penn Center that evening, but that day at noon, our drum will sound in Buford at 1 Buford Plaza in Buford, South Carolina, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, as we do the ribbon cutting for the Pan-African Family Empowerment and Land Preservation Network. We will officially open the doors of the office this Saturday from noon to 3 p.m. The event will go on. But please be there between noon and 2, preferably at noon, when we actually cut the ribbon. So get there ahead of time so that you can be part of this celebration of us coming back together and bringing our people back together upon the land and working together for who upon the land and for how we story be the one we're hunted a yeti. Not the children were broke down, but the children were to stand up. They still can hear that drum because that, that drum is our hearts that beats for us to continue to stand and to fight for our land, for our traditions, for our culture, for our family. And that is what many died playing the drum to do, to bring together our people, to stand up and unite. And that is what we should be reminded of each and every Black Music Month. So that evening after this affair, you can then go change, come back, come to St. Helena Island, tickets, the ticket sales actually ended last Friday because the tickets do have to be purchased in advance. You cannot purchase them at the door on Saturday. But you can still call Penn Center at 843-838-2432, 843-838-2432, or you can email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. And if you are a Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page person, Go on the fan page and then send a message if you would like to get all-white affair tickets. The funds from the all-white affair help us to keep Penn Center open. That institution is 153 years old. Our Heritage Day celebration, which the theme this year is Sea Island Roots, a celebration of reconnection. So we are taking you back to the root of the Gullah Geechee Fruit. And so in order to raise the funds to make sure that that event is as stellar as we can make it, we are having this Pre-Heritage Day celebration once again to not only celebrate Black Music Month, but also to raise funds for a purpose. Again, like I said, we're going to come together to party. Let's party with a purpose. If we're going to sing, let us sing those things that are uplifting. If we're going to play music, let us play music that someone else can be guided to something positive through the song that you make. And so let us be living examples of this. One of the places that we try to educate the children about this each and every year is in Walterboro, South Carolina. And I'm looking forward to returning to the College and Memorial Library on Wednesday June the 10th, I'll be there again 10 a.m. in the morning. I know y'all say, well, sometime you're there in the evening, sometime you're there in the morning. That's true. For the summer reading program, I started out doing this usually for the youth. Every few years or so, we'll do a youth event and we'll do the grown folks event in the evening. This year, I'll be there for the youth once again for the reading program at 10 a.m. that morning on June the 10th. All right, Wednesday, June the 10th at the Carlton County Memorial Library in Walterboro. And what will be the topic this year? The Gullah Geechee Rule to Freedom. That will we going to crack we teeth about. Leading on the children right on in to Juneteenth. And why we to beat the drum and thing like that? Okay? The Gullah Geechee Rule to Freedom. Welcome to be going on. So you can come out, you can be grown, you can bring a little churn or don't bring a little churn. Some people don't bring no churn. We'd like you to bring the children because it is a summer reading program for the children to encourage them about literacy because also in the 1740 slave code, we were told we were not to read or write anymore either. We also were not to own land. So you see here in this June, we're breaking all them laws, all them codes, that was supposed to defeat us. We fighting for land ownership and we're buying back people's land off the auction block. Auction. 
once again, getting it back off the auction block through the Pan-African Family and Parliament Land Preservation Network. Here we are with the children at the, at the library teaching them to read, to be literate, so that they would know about such declarations as this one for the decade of people of African descent. You don't get to know these things when you don't read. So these are critical things that are going on down here. And then we want to salute our folks because it is also Caribbean Heritage Month, and the celebration of that here in the Gullah Geechee Nation takes place through Charleston Carry Fest. That happens June 11th through the 14th in Charleston. You can just type in Charleston Carry Fest on Facebook or online and get all the details because there's a lot of activities throughout all those days, June 11th through June the 14th. And then we also have the Savannah Soul Music Festival that will be happening the same evening right after our Juneteenth celebration at the Jepson in Savannah. So come out and join us at the Jepson Museum for the Juneteenth celebration on Saturday, June the 13th. Saturday, June the 13th, we will be at the Jepson in Savannah, Georgia, starting off at 1 o'clock with the libation ceremony and then proceeding on with the rest of the celebration until 4 o'clock that afternoon. So we definitely want you to be there. I'll be presenting again this year. And then if you stick around in Savannah, the Savannah Soul Music Festival with Mays will go on at 8 o'clock at the Savannah Civic Center. And so we have a lot of black music being celebrated here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We also have a number of other international symposiums and events that will go on where I'll be speaking in Charleston throughout the middle of June. So from June the 14th through the 18th, we have an international symposium on resource management that will be happening. And I'm one of the plenary speakers in the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank members will be doing numerous presentations throughout that conference, which will take place at the College of Charleston. And then we intend to close out the month with some more celebrations of music. And so those who follow Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, you'll see throughout the month that we will be posting some of our previous broadcasts of this show because there's no reason for us to just revisit all of the same history every year because there is a plethora of our story that's still out there to be told about the music that came from the hearts, the souls, the minds, the hand claps and the foot stomping of Gullah Geechee's people who are native to this coastline right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. So throughout this month, on Mondays as usual, at 7, we will be sharing numerous things this this year, once again, on various artists that are part of the Gullah Geechee Nation. We'll share new things on the air, but we're also going to repost many of our broadcasts through our Twitter feed as well as through Facebook because we know that there are new listeners who may not have heard those shows. And many of you might have said, hey, it's good to rehear those shows because I know a lot of times I get to relearn and refresh over some of the information that I've even been a partaker of as I've learned it to share it for this broadcast. And so it is always a time that I am ready to celebrate and commemorate as a self-taught dancer uh, coming from a family of dancers, musicians, singers, performing artists of various kinds. We love music. And so as a result, I am always ready to celebrate our story our songs, our legacy, and it's truly an honor to be alive in such a time as this that we can celebrate it in the international decade of people of African descent. And so as you continue to commemorate and celebrate this decade, do not forget the music. And if you don't own an African drum, you don't own a tambourine, you don't own a Gullah Geechee Bambarine or thing like that. You need to go out, get your chillin' or standard stick or something like that. And make sure you have it. Learn the stories behind it. 
learn of the instruments that African people have made and continue to make, such as the core, the balafon. Look at how these things then connect to what we've been taught to call classical musical instruments, that Europeans have taken variations of African instruments and then constructed them and play them a different way. Even when the arrangements are done of different kinds of music, they're not the same. The drum is centerpiece, central, many times in our stories and our songs. That rhythm, that tone is there in our stories, in our songs. Whether we sing a cappella, there's a way that we arrange that even when we begin to clap those hands, stomp those feet, and perfect syncopation, that cadence, that rhythm carries us both forward and it carries us backward, like the Sankofa bird. Go back and fetch it. If I ain't know where I'm going to from, I ain't going to know where I'm going to And look ya, if I ain't know where I'm going to go, song we did it in the wilderness, song we did it in the bush, I'm going to tell them for true, you know who you do. So we want her to come on back home. Yeti the drum, follow. It's going lead to you. And so definitely it's a blessing to have a group that we still get to go around the Gullah Connection. We get opportunities to be able to present in various places around the world. And I'm thankful to all those who came out to the Gullah Festival and bought some of our CDs and to the many others of you who are still going to GullahGeechee.biz and purchasing our CDs. And now we want you to know we're also available on iTunes and Amazon Music and all these various other places that are out there where you can download. So you can make sure that you can purchase those that way as well. But if you're still a CD person like me because you have a black music collection like I do, as well as we have our Al-Kabulan archive, then you can make sure to go to gullahgeechee.biz and you can order an actual CD. All right. So in the time that remains, we have a few callers that are sitting on the line. Thank you, thank you, Hunter Chillin. We're there in the chat room. Thank you, thank you to all the Hunter Chillin with the Yeti. We live and things like that. We definitely are about to open the phone lines to anyone who has a question or comment tonight. Um, Maybe a song, all right, and these few minutes that we have left. So you can call in to 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. And so I see that we already have somebody on the line that's been the Yeti the whole show and thing like that. I ain't know if you just been a call in so that you could have Yeti the show or if you had something for say, but we got 504-376. Five zero four three seven six. We just gonna come on over to Hunter and see what's going on with Hunter to be. Good evening, five zero four. How Hunter to do? Okay, greetings. I was just enjoying everything. Calling from New Orleans. And, All uh, right. So uh, Hunter done yet me crack me deep for Congo Square. Yes, yes. And I was just enjoying your whole uh, lecture and uh, uh, discussion about the importance and the origin of Black Music Month and how you connected. The banning of the drum, yeah, uh, which is so important. And so, would you say that that particular uh, law uh, permeated throughout the rest of the colonies? Yes, it did. And one of the things that took place and why they especially wanted that 1740 slave code that was initiated in South Carolina, as I mentioned briefly, they wanted it to permeate the rest of the colonies because of what they had witnessed, of course, number one, in the Caribbean or the Caribbean with other uprisings, and then them seeing the Stoner Rebellion take place here with Cato or Jemmy leading on these sea islands and them thinking that, well, if this could suddenly arise here in this way and get this many of them creating these drums, creating weapons, marching and fighting a bloody battle, we need to do something to stifle the possibility of this happening in other areas of the colonies. So there were other places in the colonies that then started to write their own quote-unquote slave codes, which of course later in time became also the black codes that then other lords of segregation and so on evolved out of as well. So they definitely did permeate and unfortunately 
unfortunately, the the major permeation has been in the minds of people, where many of our people have still been in bondage over these things and don't even realize that they are in many cases. And so, yes, I appreciate your question, and definitely that is the point I was making. Uh, And one more question. On YouTube, there's an account named Hymn Choir, and the videos are of different churches in South Carolina. I don't think they're on the coast. I think they're a little up. But the old meter singing is is just completely blows my mind. We we sang old meters here coming up we in the Baptist church this way. But the way they sang them there in South Carolina, I think they're AME churches and Baptist churches they show is absolutely beautiful. The the singing and the uh the, the storylines in the songs. And uh, yes. all I know is the account name is Hymn Choir, and they have several of those uh, ch- uh, church videos of people singing, the, the congregation singing the song with no piano or organ being played. That's right. That's right. Yes, that's the way that we still do our songs of most of the sea islands. Uh, we still sing that way. And so that we do common meter, short meter, long meter, more often not common meter, which I believe is a lot of the videos that you're referring to because periodically some people will pull some of those and put them on the Facebook, and I've clicked on some of them. But to this day, we still sing that way. And again, as you just mentioned, it's usually in the, quote, black Baptist churches and the African Methodist Episcopal churches that you will still hear the line and the hymn, as we call it, and then the meters. And so definitely it does make a difference. And as you heard me mention earlier, our Heritage Day celebration, that's one of the components of the Heritage Day celebration that is so significant to getting people reconnected to our roots because we do have the Thursday night our launch day of the entire celebration happens with people being able to go to Bethesda Christian Fellowship into the original church and then participate with us who are the natives who still sing the spirituals and common meter, long meter, and so forth. And so a lot of people are really intrigued by it because unlike you and I, they don't live in areas where they hear songs sung like that. And everything needs a piano or electric guitar for these folks and a drum set, but that is not the way we've kept the tradition. So we still do the traditional singing that way here on a regular basis, but then the community that comes to visit us often gets to join in for that during our Heritage Days, too, or if they go to one of the churches that's still a traditional church or praise house. And so definitely if you come in our way from New Orleans, think about November 12th through the 14th, because that's when our Heritage Day celebration will be this year, and the 12th would be the evening we have that right after the taste of the Sea Islands. So I'm so glad that Hunter the Cracky Teeth would be from New Orleans and give you a leave it a taste of what we're going on there, how it's still connected with you. I got a lot of love for New Orleans because there's a Queen Quet Day over there for me too. And then I got my other folks just up the road from you too in Donaldsonville and there's a Queen oh, Quet yeah. Day there as well. So yeah. I appreciate yeah. you calling yeah. in. So I hope this won't be Thank your last you. time tuning into the show. I'll tune in next week again. All right, excellent. Peace Thank and blessings. You. Okay. So yes, so everyone that that is truly a blessing and honor to have a listener calling in from Nolans from the Nola. And so it definitely is sort of a home away from home for me too. I got a lot of love for my folks down there and all the time when we're going to celebrate Black Music Month, there's no way to really celebrate it without somebody mentioning New Orleans, of course, and mentioning jazz. But this month we're also going to talk about Charleston Jazz and the Charleston Jazz Initiative and the Jenkins Orphanage. And many of you have seen the Gullah Connection and I talk about that live when you've been here at presentations, but also on Gullah Geechee TV you've seen some of the presentations. And so it definitely is a blessing to have the brother the call in tonight and to tune in and then to have all the other new folks who are guests in the chat and in the future if you called you come into the chat room and you want to be able to type in questions or comments you can get a free account at blogtalkradio.com just create a profile you don't have to have a show and that'll allow you to be in the chat room and actually type in your comments but if you have other comments when we're off the air email us to g-u-l-l-g-e-e-c-o at AOL.com, GoGeeko at AOL.com, and I am back on the Gullah Geechee 
Land and Legacy World Tour already. So if you want to catch up with me, go to queenquet.com, Q-U-E-E-N, Q-U-E-T dot C-O-M if you'd like for me to come to your community and maybe we can beat the drum together and things like that and get a shout going on. You know, always can get some shouting as my CD say, Hunter, half a shout sometime. So Hunter chillin', we're so glad it is your shouting time one more again that we back in Black Music Month celebrating this international decade of people of African descent. Hunter chillin', this year the Queen quit. Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for tuning in and beating the drum with Wheel Lee Wild on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Keep the music going, chillin'. Hey. 